0: Welcome back, guys, to the Full Cripplet Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. First things first, though, please make sure to rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. Essentially, what it does is it just kind of distributes the podcast throughout the platforms, uh, respectively, uh, respectively, each of them, and... Um, just kind of, yeah, it just kind of gets the episode more, or just, not even, not just the the one episode, but the entire show, it just kind of gets it out more, it disperses it more throughout, you know, both of the platforms, you know, each of them, and it just kind of gets it, you know, to more people, and kind of just share, you know, shares it around, but, um, that and then just yeah just kind of you know I'm gonna have all my social media links down below let me know what you guys think about today's episode I just I'm just curious I'm just you know always kind of curious how much you guys enjoy these episodes just let me know after you know after the episode or whatever but anyway let's get into today's episode so first thing here are the Browns releasing defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson and it is, it is saving them $11 million in cap space. So this is also just a cap space move. Um, the first one I've seen since the whole, you know, trying to get down before free agency, cap saving moves. But not every team got saved. So two days after signing edge rusher Jadavion Clowney, the Browns are now releasing defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. The team had announced the move Friday afternoon. Richardson came to Cleveland in 2019 as part of general manager John Dorsey's spending spree and instantly filled the need for the Browns on the interior. Jets chose second round pick of the Jets shows Cleveland to establish a home after becoming somewhat of a football nomad in recent years. Availability and productivity came to Richardson's favor, came into Richardson's favor, appeared in all 32 regular season games in two seasons with the Browns, recording 78 tackles. That, uh, that accumulates to nine for loss, seven and a half sacks, seven passes defensed, and four forced to fumbles. Um, so now after signing Clowney, cutting Richardson is now saving them $11 million in cap space per over the cap. So I thought it was just a cap-saving move. It's because of Jadavia and Clowney, but it also saves them $11 million in cap per over the cap. Helping create some breathing room for the Browns after they sign Clowney to a one-year deal that could pay him up to $10 million, but includes four void years to spread his cap number between 21 and 22. Because uh, 2021 and 2022, because of those void years, Clowney's cap number for 21 is just 3.87 million, less than a third of Richardson's cap number of 12.6 million. So yeah, and keeping that all that in mind, having to cut, you know, Richardson wasn't exactly needed, considering everything long-term. I mean, the void years for Clowney going through 2021 through 2022 is going to spread it out evenly. So they're not going necessarily going over with it. They're going to be right where they want to be. Then I'm sure they got some, then they're going to have some wiggle room when it came to Richardson, or they could have used it on him anyway. But now they're not going to but now they just said they cut them as a whole. Um, and then that could just come down to they just don't think they need them. And so trying to see what else I could just kind of. Just trying to see if there's anything else I can kind of just talk about from the article, give my opinion on. There's nothing else, really. It was a pretty short article, anyway. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, okay, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, There's nothing else. That was a pretty short article. I got down to the end pretty quickly. Just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything I could talk about. Anyway... Next thing here is just some kind of like rule changes and expected to change, and if they're not expected to change, just kind of things that they're going over this um, this preseason or off season, I should say. My bad. So it says expanded booth to ref communication expected to pass. Uniform number rule change uh, has some support to it. So a few real trades are expected to come out of next week's vote from league owners. The competition committee's proposal for expanded booth to official communication during replays has strong support among coaches and is likely to pass next week. Tom Pellicero has reported this would be a notable uh, change as it allows the replay official and members of the officiating department in New York to advise on-field officials on certain aspects of a play based on video evidence. What a replay official and those in New York cannot do is throw or pick up a flag under this proposal, but they'd now be permitted to help correct calls that are clear on TV. Examples include penalty enforcement, proper down, spot of a foul, game clock, possession, completed or intercepted pass, touching of a loose ball, boundary line, goal line, or end line location of the football or a player in relation to the boundary line, line of scrimmage, the line to gain or, or the goal line, and down by contact when a player is not ruled down. So all basically critical things and all aspects and all situations that you're most likely going to find in a game. Um, it's all just essentially all just kind of, you know, you know, like crucial things. Like if it's late in the game, if it's like real late, a team is down, they're on their fin- potentially final drive um, and they need a first down, but it, but it's like incredibly close. So like they don't know if it's a first down, they can use this new change to kind of help with that. And so it's essentially just kind of making the, I guess, what would you want to say? Kind of helping the odds of the teams. And then kind of just making it go a little bit faster too i would assume because you're you're going to get a little bit more help with the fact that upstairs is going to be helping you a little bit more you know it's essentially going to make it a little bit more involved um they don't really have that big of a role right now you know the people up in new york they don't really have that much of a role like right now they play they play a role but it's not very big i would say if they change this to this new rule they change the role. I would say they become. They have a lot bigger of a. You know, they're going to have a lot bigger of a role in 21, so that would be kind of interesting to see. Tom Pilliser also reports that there's another proposal with strong support among NFL teams easing restrictions on who can wear which jersey numbers. While some hurdles remain for veteran players to change their numbers, expect some receivers and running backs to wear single digits in the near future. Um are also added that linebackers are numbers 1 through 39, defensive backs are numbers 1 through 19, and offensive linemen are numbers 50 to 59, would also have more jersey options. So, like right now, as you see with all those numbers and all those, you know, just all that, they they're forced to wear in between those numbers. And somewhere along that line they have to wear it. So like Linemen have to wear 50 to 59. So like if you you have to wear either 50 up all the way to 59. So like if you're a lineman, you have to you have to choose if you're gonna be like 54. You can choose what number in between that period, in between that little section, but you have to choose it between that section. So you can't pick like 46. You have to pick 57, 58, 54, 52, 50, 51. You have to choose one of those. But what, what this would what this would change is it would ease the restrictions, so like a lineman could pick. I mean, a lineman could pick seventy-two. Hell, you could probably even see a player go up in the nineties. But um. And then one more proposal that's unlikely to pass per zero is the fourth and 15 alternative. The fourth and 15 alternative to the onside kick, the competition committee proposed, the competition committee proposed limiting the receiving team to nine players in the setup zone to improve onside kick success rates. And there's hope that will pass. Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens have withdrawn their proposal to add an 8th official, a.k.a. the Sky Judge, off the field. Proposals are scheduled to be voted on next Wednesday. They require, they require 75% approval by the owners 24-32 to be adopted. So there's a decent amount that needs to pass, or a decent amount that needs to approve. The ones I'm most likely seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing the the, the number restriction one, because why not? What does it really affect? You know, outside of, it doesn't really affect anything during the game. I would say if it doesn't have a negative effect on the game, why not? Like, it's not going to affect anything. It's just going to look, people might have different numbers. Like, what what's the, what's the problem with it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, why not just let them? Um, so I can see that one passing, but I could definitely see the booth to official one definitely going to pass. That one's probably going to be the first one to pass. That one's like a no-brainer to me. That one probably will. And, uh, yeah, so there's that. And the next thing here, it's not really any, like, you know, signing or releasing or anything like that. It's veteran cornerback Dominic Rogers Cromartie is now looking to play in the NFL again. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I'm just now hearing about it for the first time. Um, And it came out last night too, or yesterday. Uh, Yesterday afternoon. So Dominic Rogers camardi came out of, you know, was out of football in 2020, hasn't played more than two games since 2018, and yet he's not ready to hang up his cleats. 35-year-old Rodgers Camardi has given up on the idea of playing. Ian Rapoport has reported. Rodgers Camardi has played for six NFL teams during his career, which began as a first-round pick of the Cardinals in 2008. Didn't play last season and only appeared in nine games between 2018 and 2019 with the Raiders in Washington, recording 15 tackles and two passes defensed in that span. At his peak, Rodgers Camardi was a top-notch corner. Earning a Pro Bowl bid in his age 29 season of 2015 with the Giants was dependable for most of his career, career appearing in 15 or more games in all but one season between 2008 and 20, 2017. As often as the case with time, though Rodgers Camardi became less of a contributor once he passed 30 years old, failing to record an interception after the 2016 season. Shorter cornerback needy team be interested, perhaps Rodgers Camardi will. Earn himself a training camp invite. If not, headset likely awaits him at the college level. Yeah, okay. Don't know if he'd want that. He still wants to play, though he might give up his hope if he doesn't get anywhere with it. It's one thing to say that you want to do it, but then another thing to not even get an invite. So, it kind of makes you not want to play again. It's a kind of kind of unmotivating if you know if you're not getting any. Wants if you don't if you're not getting any teams you kind of feel unwanted and then you just obviously you feel like you don't you're not needed because of your age and stuff and that's a big turn off as well knowing that you're a cornerback and you want to play at 35 that's kind of a big turn off the teams um but yeah so anyway next last thing here for today is. Honestly kind of big for New England. Uh the Patriots see uh, JC Jackson signed second round tender. So as you guys knew earlier this offseason, he was hit with his second round tender. Um essentially it's kind of like a it's essentially kind of like a um what am I trying to say? It's essentially kind of like the franchise tag, but it's a tender, a um, second round tender. It was put on his contract. So the current contract that he's on, this was a, I believe, an option on his – this was something that was placed on his contract that is now – that we're now just starting to get to. So it says cornerback – Patriots corner JC Jackson said his second round tender, in report has reported. There was no other team that signed Jackson to an offer sheet, but can still trade him for offering low draft picks. Jackson registered nine interceptions last year, second only to the Dolphins, Xavier and Howard, and three and three more after and three more than the next closest player. Jackson has done nothing but produce since making the Pets as an undrafted free agent 2018. Has 17 interceptions and 30 passes defense, despite starting just 22 of 45 games he's played in. The Patriots have now since have not have now since announced the signing of Jackson as as well as the release of offensive lineman Dustin Woodard. So they so Dustin Woodard ends up retiring. Then he ends up making the team again. Like last week, I believe, and now he's out again. So okay. Other news: the league has the league is a, you know kind of monitoring on Friday. That was a short article, by the way. So the Jason Jackson thing is over now. The Browns have released defensive tackle. Okay. Um, the Browns' latest signing. K. Okay. The Giants are hosting former Patriots defensive back Jason McCourty and both sides are exploring a possible move in the future. The Giants' secondary currently has a Rutgers Alum and Logan Ryan and a Titans Alum and Edward Jackson. And McCourty, who is now 33, could add to both of those totals. The Bears have signed veteran receiver Marquise Goodwin to a one-year deal. One-year contract, Goodwin is now 30, was released by the 49ers last month after the trade that sent him to the Eagles prior to last season reverted. The former Bills and 49ers wide receiver opted out of the 2020 campaign due to COVID-19. Uh, let's see here. The Washington football team waived cornerback DeMarcus AC, the team announced. And then the final thing here is the Texans signed offensive lineman Lane Taylor and defensive lineman DeMarcus Walker. Welcome back, guys, to the Full Criplet Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. First things first, though, please make sure to rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. Essentially, what it does is it just kind of distributes the podcast throughout the platforms, uh, respectively, uh, respectively, each of them, and... Um, just kind of, yeah, it just kind of gets the episode more, or just, not even that ep- not just the, the one episode, but the entire show, it just kind of gets it out more, it disperses it more throughout, you know, both of the platforms, you know, each of them, and it just kind of gets it, you know, to more people and kind of just share, you know, shares it around, but, um, that and then just yeah just kind of you know i'm gonna have all my social media links down below let me know what you guys think about today's episode i just i'm just curious i'm just you know always kind of curious how much you guys enjoy these episodes just let me know after you know after the episode or whatever